Hi, church family. It's good that you're joining us for this time of prayer and focusing on the Lord tonight. It's a great time for us because it's a time that we get to experience the Lord in an intimate way, but I'm excited about what's going to happen over the next few weeks during these Wednesday night times. I'm going to begin to interview people in our church and let them express how much they love Jesus and give their personal testimony. I think it will be very beneficial for all of us. It's already been beneficial for me because I got the wonderful pleasure of sitting down and interviewing April Pearson just a while ago. And she's going to be sharing on this video how the Lord has worked in her life and how much she loves Jesus. I think this is important for all of us to hear these messages from our friends and our family members who have shared life with Christ because it encourages all of us. So I want to bring us to two scriptures today. One from Acts chapter 1 and the other one from the book of James. In Acts chapter 1, there's Jesus about to ascend into heaven. He looked at his disciples and says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to be my witness. I want you to go out and witness for me. Be my, go out and change the world for the glory of Christ. And so he says, listen, go out and the Holy Spirit's going to be upon you. And you're going to be speaking in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So guess what? We're all called to share our faith before uh, mankind. And so hearing these interviews, hearing the faith of people that you've loved and, and also have known and, 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 and do know here in our church family, I think it's very powerful for us because it helps us be able to be stronger in our faith knowing, man, they love Jesus, I love Jesus, let's tell the world about Jesus. It also helps us share things. You'll hear things on these interviews that, that helps us say, man, I can relate to that. That's, that touched my heart. That, that's inspired me in my walk with faith with God. Like in the book of James, it tells us that we should confess to one another things on our heart. And it says that a prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Meaning that we're supposed to tell each other about what God is doing in our life, confess those things to one another, to encourage each other, or to confess things when you get out of our life, in order that the body of faith is strengthened. There in James chapter 5, we see that. God's called us to help each other out. So I hope you enjoy this interview about the sea of April Pearson. And after we get through the interview, I'm going to just lead you in a time of prayer, praying for some needs in our church family of faith. And I hope that you'll enjoy this time. This is a great interview. Enjoy. So April, it's a pleasure to talk to you tonight. I'm glad that you decided to do this for us. And I know as your pastor that I am interviewing tonight to talk to you about how the Lord has been kind to you and gracious to you in your faith and how he's been there all your journey of life. It's also a sad time for me because I know that in a few weeks' time you'll be basically transitioning from here to Alabama to, to start a new chapter in your life that we're celebrating and we're excited about. Be near your grandkids, be near your kids, and be able to see where God wants you to be in that stage of your life and who you're going to be able to minister to. So we're excited about that. But I just want to take just a moment of time tonight and just ask you about your personal faith with the Lord so that our congregation can be blessed by your story. So I guess I want to start there. Uh, when did you really become a believer in your life? I became a believer when I was real young, probably around six years old. And uh, it started out as me just asking my mom and dad some questions uh, about God and, and creation and, and how where things came from and uh, knowing what I had learned in Sunday school. And uh, so then a couple of nights after that, we were down at my grandfather's, who is a uh, who was a Baptist minister, uh, a pastor. And uh, so me and him went to his office and uh, sat, uh, I sat on his lap and he led me to the Lord. Now, uh, when I grew older, 
Uh, I doubted that experience just a little bit, which I think is normal for a lot of us that were saved uh, real young. Uh, but then as I learned more of my Lord, I learned that, uh, yes, it could be that simple mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as a child. Uh, and then uh, growing in the Lord is where you come to know Him. And uh, so, but that, that was where it all started. Wow. You know, that's a great testimony. So you talked about growing in the Lord. Now, I've, I found in my life, and it sounds like in your life too, that there's moments at times that you really are stretched, where your faith and fear has to be tested a little bit. You've got to really push in or get closer to the Lord, let Him love on you and take you through hard moments in your life. Can you actually talk about a time you really felt God's presence, a tough time in your life that you really saw Him come in and help you through it? I can, Doug. I can, uh, especially one that comes just uh, kind of recently, uh, back last fall, um, it had been a hard year for us, just like everyone else, dealing with COVID and the changes just in our our, our lives, you know, and, and missing family and all such as that. And uh, this is not really my story to tell, so I'm going to protect uh, some of the ones in it. Uh, but about the second week of October, uh, we had a family member uh, suffer a crisis. Uh, and that's all I can say about that. Again, it's not my story to tell, but it was a close family member and my heart was broken and I needed to be in Alabama with them. And if you'll remember on September 19th, I took a fall there at the house and, and broke a vertebrae in my back and so I wasn't getting around very good. And so uh, in my heartbreak and my panic, uh, I told Jay, I said, I have got to get to Alabama. And on a Sunday afternoon, Doug, we met you here that Sunday afternoon and told you that I was headed to Alabama for the week. Uh, I just felt really strongly that that was where I needed to be. After driving here and driving back home and doing a couple of errands, I realized there was no way that I could get down to where I needed to be. I uh, couldn't ride in a car that long. And I cried out to the Lord, uh, just as heartbroken and uh, crushed. And uh, I, I, I just, I didn't know. I didn't know, uh, you know, it was questioning God, why, why, is, why did I fall? Why, when I was going to be needed, you, you mm -hmm. knew. And uh, as Doug, as you asked me to share this, uh, this morning, this voice, this verse came to my mind and it was Psalm 18. Uh, and it says, verse uh, 6, it says, In my distress I called upon the Lord. To my God I cried for help. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. And I think uh, from, well, I'll tell you what happened. God put the people that needed to be with that family member with that family member. And in the weeks following, I, I was amazed. Uh, it wasn't me that needed to be down there. Uh, God sent the correct people that could deal with that problem much better than I would have been able to. And so I think that verse is so uh, specific. My cry reached his ears. Mm -hmm. And God's ears are always there. Mm -hmm. uh, 
to hear the cry of our hearts. Sometimes it's in joy. Uh, we had a sweet member that came by here just a week ago. Doug, you were here in the office and she said, I just can't smiling, can't quit smiling over what God has done. And so sometimes it's like that and that those cries of joy reach his ears also. Uh, he's just that great a God. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a great story because it shows how God does hear us and he's alive. I, last night I was in a kind of prayer service with somebody and I was just kind of praying in the background and the guy came up to me and said, you know, introduced himself and he said, hey, I just want to know a little bit more about you. And he just suddenly said, who is God to you and how do you, why do you love him? And I was like, oh, well, that's a good question, right? And I try to unpack that. So who is God to you and why do you love him? God is so many things. He is, first of all, the obvious, He is my Savior. Uh, he saved me from a life of sin and, and uh, destruction. And, but He's also uh, my very best friend. Uh, he's also that listening ear that hears those cries, whether joy, distress, sadness, or whatever. Uh, he is my ever-present help in time of trouble, straight from his word. Uh, so he's also my hope that uh, no matter what goes on here in this life, uh, the best is yet to come. Right. And uh, so that's that's what he is to me and why I uh, love him more than anything. And I hope, you know, you spoke we're fixing to be leaving. My prayer is if you have learned nothing else from me, mm. Uh, that I've shown you the love of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I've I got one final question. I know that we're going to be missing you. Um, if you think about your time here at Everett Hills, uh, what does that mean to you? And what, it, what was it for you while you were here as your segment way into another part of life? So what, what about here was the right time, the right place for you for this moment of time? It was a true gift from God. Um, I had served just some short-term uh, ministry positions around the area, and uh, but when God put me here, and it, I will tell this story, because uh, our, our children and my daughter-in-law, uh, my son and daughter-in-law were up here uh, when y'all called and said, could you come in for an interview? And I almost said no, because I wanted to spend time with him, but my sweet daughter-in-law said no, and she calls me Miss April. She said, Miss April, you gotta go. That might be where God is really sending you. Mm. <laughs> so I went, and uh, uh, everybody wants to make a good in, uh, impression at an interview. If you'll remember, I went off and left my purse. <laughs> So what a way to show uh, how responsible I am. But uh, but I left my purse here in the office and I had to come back and get it. But uh, it, it was a, a true gift and uh, it's been such a, a family uh, that I had missed. Now we've, we've got friends at other churches and I love them dearly up here in Tennessee. Uh, but I'm just really, really thankful for this opportunity to serve and to minister alongside you folks. It's been such a gift and a blessing. Amen. Well, I know that we're going to close the interview down for now, and I'm just saying thank you. You've been a godsend to the church. Working with you has been a blessing. I always like to have those rays of sunlight and joy coming in, and especially how you minister to people calling you up on the phone, needing that special touch. So I know that some of those will be watching tonight this this interview, and they'll they'll agree with that. You were the right voice for them to hear for this time and season too, and you touched their lives. I know you have because I've 
I hear it all the time how you made a difference. So thank you for serving. Thank you for being diligent to your Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. And we love you. And we wish you and the very best because we know that God has a journey for you. And we know he'll take care of it for you. Thanks we again love for your time. Too. Thank and uh, you. God bless you. Thanks, April. And uh, we'll continue on this prayer service, but thanks again. Wasn't that a great testimony? I'm so thankful that April was able to share with us. I hope that you enjoyed it. It touched my life and hope it touched yours. You know, earlier when we first started this time of prayer tonight and t talking about what this night is going to be about, I challenged you that God has called us to be witnesses for him throughout the world. And I read that passage from Acts 1.8. Well, in our study on returning to holiness, the author actually says a little bit about this as well. He says, beyond question, God has called all his children to be a verbal witnesses in daily life. If we fail to consistently witness, we become responsible for the lost condition of those around us. According to scripture, their blood is then on our hands. Ezekiel 3.18. It is definitely not enough to say, I witness by my life. Neither is it sufficient to say, witnessing is just not my spiritual gift. By such a statement, you are actually saying you're not willing to endure even the slightest discomfort in order to tell others about Jesus. According to 1 Peter 3.15, every believer should be able to clearly present the gospel. So why I'm sharing that with you is, listen, we all have a story to tell. You don't have to have this wonderful testimony about what, what this happened to you here or you've brought, been brought forth out of that. We all have a story to tell. Every story God wants to use for his kingdom. Where, whatever that story is, don't compare your story to someone else. God gave you your story to be able to be used. So use it. Tell people about how much you love Jesus. And that's a story in itself. My testimony is not about how my life was before Christ and all the things I did. I was saved at a very young age. My testimony really takes part in my life when after the fact I was saved. How God has been faithful and how he's watched over me and how he's gave me a chance to live for him and see his goodness play out in my life and my family's life. So you have a story. Share it to the people around you. And I hope these times we hear people sharing their faith will encourage you to share your story with someone else as well. We have some people to pray for in our church family. Continue to pray for Preston's mother and Kelly's mother as both of those are gravely ill and, and both Preston and Kelly needs our prayers and their family as they're going through a time of grief and, and looking at the real possibility here in the next few days that maybe one of those folks will be heading on to be with the Lord, especially Preston's mother. So pray for Preston and Kelly and the family. Pray for Diana Alderman as she's still in the hospital. I talked to her just a few minutes ago. Pray for Linda Ellis as she's still recovering from surgery. I just talked to Marion Markham and she's having a real tough week and she wants uh, she wants you to know how much she loves you all and she asked that you continue to pray for her. Pray for Lois Carroll and her husband Joe. Just got off the phone with them and Joe's really weak this week and Lois is trying to be strong for him so continue to pray for her. Pray for Eddie Gilbert and, and also for Greg and all the family members as uh, Darren as they're going through a tough time of losing Wilma for here on earth but they know she's alive and well today in heaven and they're trying to adjust to their new life without her here on earth. And then continue to pray for the Smith family. As Sarah's home from the hospital, she was at church with us on Sunday, doing a lot better, but she's got a lot more healing to take place in her life, so continue to pray for her. So there's a lot to pray for. I want to pray, first of all, that we'll all be bold about sharing our faith, and then I'm just going to do a simple prayer covering over the names of these folks in our church family. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, that you are with us, that you give us encouragement, that you watch over us. And dear Lord, we are so thankful that we're loved by you. And let us share that love to other people. How you love us, let us be so 
uh, and so excited about that, so just overwhelmed by your goodness to us that we cannot help but actually share to other people about who you are. We're thankful that you're always with us and you're helping us through times of trouble. I've just not talked to four or five church members, and Father, you reminded me during this conversation, you're their rock, you're their stability during these times. Uh, Father, continue to always let us understand that you're there for us in our deepest hour of need. Father, we love you and thank you. Be with all the ones that we have just mentioned. Give them strength. Give them encouragement. And Father, let them all always sense your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful night. Go in peace.